Hello, everybody. Welcome to the SideQuest Podcast. My name is Luke. And I'm BJ. And, uh, yeah. So, shit. <laughs> Already off to a rousing start. Uh, while I move some stuff around. Uh, so the last time you guys heard us was not in our brightest moments. I don't remember what I said, but I'm sorry for saying it. Yeah. Uh, so this is how this is going to work. The next one is, so this will be episode, I want to say 10 or 9, the Godzilla vs. Kong spoiler cast is going to be a special episode. Yeah. So it's not going to be labeled like an an episode, it's going to be like, ooh, whatever. So this is the actual next official episode. We're going to do more like that. I think we said that in the podcast, but I I don't even remember what half what I I said either. I think we glazed over it, but... I, there's not a lot that I remember from the movie even, so... Yeah, I mean, that would be, like, the second time, so thankfully the first time I watched it was sober, but... Anyway, uh, we have a very interesting podcast today. Uh, there was a topic that I brought up to BJ. Uh, um, because of Zack Snyder's Justice League, I, I wanted to ask BJ, what what would we do if, if, if WB came to us and put us in like a Kevin Feige type position for some reason yeah for whatever reason like they're just really desperate everyone else that has ever seen a DC thing has died and they yeah. have us we're the only ones left and they said how would you do it so we're gonna kind of give our each individual things and we're gonna kind of team up and see if we can come up with our own like what a DC film universe would be um, but before we do that uh, we have a couple news stories that I want to get into, and then we'll go right into that. Uh, excuse me. But first, BJ, what you been playing? Uh, a lot of Monster Hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I'm actually like getting pretty good with the hunting horn, um, so it's a really nice feedback loop for me. Like seeing myself get better, being able to cut tails and horns off, and uh, just getting better armor and stuff like that. Um, so that's been really fun for me. I'm a three-star hunter right now. Uh, hopefully by tomorrow I'll get to four-star. Um, past that, I've been really grinding Fortnite. As I told you, I think I'm level 156 in the battle pass. Um, Which is my like level 15. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've I've got to get that Rachel Roth skin. When that, that's that's my goal. Like. I, I've been playing a lot of... I'm, I've mainly only been playing Fortnite because we had, like... I probably said it during the Godzilla uh, podcast, but uh, we had problems at work. And I have had to, I had overtime this past week. Um, and then I'm working more doubles. So, like, I, I don't have a lot of time mm-hmm. to do much. Like, even tonight, I'm, I'm missing out on D&D um, and, and, like, other stuff. And I don't know if I'll be able to do it. Yeah. So, we'll, we'll see what happens. But, uh... Yeah, I haven't been playing anything. Like, literally just Fortnite, and then, like, I've been mainly just watching a lot of other podcasts and a lot of other things. It's it's why we have the topic for today. Mm-hmm. And then just reading news. Like, yeah. I, I haven't been doing much, honestly, with, with playing, but, uh... Um, then on the subject of what we've been playing, we need to talk about what we've been watching, because we went into this a bit before the podcast, but, uh... So, uh... Little backstory... So, I got, uh, me and a couple of our friends got BJ Into the Boys. Yeah. Uh, which was, you know, great show based on uh, a comic book, super edgy, violent, all that. But it's not, like, super edgy to the point of obnoxious. Yeah. It's like, okay. It's more satirical than, like, yeah. anything. But, and um, and uh, so that is on Amazon. 
Mm-hmm. Apparently produced by Seth Rogen, or at least he's one of them. Right. Flash forwarded to who day, also produced who produces Preacher. In- Preacher, and then now is producing Invincible. Yes. Which is currently on Amazon Prime. There's four episodes out. It is one of the best superhero shows I've seen, and it it pretty much is like. I've, I'm feeling what I felt when I watched, like, the Justice League cartoon. See, that is exactly it, what yeah, I was about to say. Where it's like, this is just that, but for an adult. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. Like, Batman the Animated Series, Superman the Animated Series, Justice League, and Justice League Unlimited were great. I love those shows. I Some of the best superhero writing. And even some of the best moments of those characters. Like, they actually gave these people moments like it was we get to humanize Clark and Wonder Woman and Batman and Green Lantern all of them mm-hmm. and then now we're getting Invincible and we just start off as the main characters of fucking comic dork yeah it's great I love I love this show that's uh I want to just preface this by saying that I went into the boys and Invincible not wanting to like them um, because you know from an outsider looking in it just looks like oh they're trying to rip off DC um, but then you actually get into it and you're like, oh, this is satirizing and like making a real world thing out of what people do in the movies or in the comics. Um, and the humor in both is just 10 out of 10. It, it, it's, it's actually very interesting because it's, it's two very distinct styles of humor, whereas the boys is satirical, cynical sarcasm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Invincible has a lot of heart to a lot of its humor too. Like, their characters I'm like yo this is like this is cool I mean the first episode in general you, you think like oh this could be like a father son kind of really cool and then like you know post credit scene hits you and it's it's um, it's amazing yeah but uh yeah no this show has way more heart than I think the boys does and the boys has some levity too I mean mm-hmm. star bright light her and Huey just starlight uh, starlight yeah I, those two together it's just adorable um it, it's so interesting to me because they're both shows that if you would have asked me this like a couple years ago I would not have been into yeah like like especially high school me would have just been like bloody and gory and violent and I would have just dipped out because mm-hmm. like I like I like realistic blood and gore mm-hmm. within reason and then I think it's just I don't know I played Mortal Kombat once and then oh, whatever that's uh, I think they do the gore really well um there's only, I mean, it's only excessive once. Yeah. And, it, and it's because it kind of has to be. But then everything after that is feels kind of real. But, like, like, I feel like that's a trend with these Seth Rogen-produced shows. Um, like, they are over the top and bloody. But, like, not every joke has to be William Shakespeare-level, <laughs> like, wittiness. Yeah. And there's a good mix of that. So. They... I, it's a good show. I'm, I'm very. This is definitely a show I will buy on Blu-ray or DVD if it comes out. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Invincible's good, and I'm, I'm really hoping it does well enough to get like multiple seasons because the story of Mark Grayson, so good. I have read. I want to say I'm about halfway through most of all the Invincible stuff. I've been reading it digitally. I'm trying to once I, I'm waiting because I'm trying to save up enough money, but I want to buy all the compendiums. Nice. Um, to get them all because it's so good. But yeah, no, there's a lot. Like, there's a lot of Invincible. Like, it... The best thing, though, is Invincible has an ending. Like, where there's a lot of comic stories that, like, well, we might, you know, we could have more. Invincible ends. That's great. There's a definitive end, and all the arcs are well-defined, too. They're not just, like, 
uh, you know, mm-hmm. Invincible just feels good because it's in the world of comics having a start to finish story should not be as rare as it is. Yeah. But like, I like it because you don't have those moments where, well, is the Joker still alive? We don't know. Maybe Bane. Because like, Batman can never kill off any of his characters. They won't let Red Hood kill off characters. Deathstroke won't kill main characters. Mm-hmm. They use people like Polka Dot Man and Captain Nazi and all those other Kite Man. Kite Man. Where they're like, well, we can kill well, Kite Man not anymore. Right. He's the boy. Uh, but like, they'll they'll kill off characters that do not matter. Whereas what you want to see is like, if Jason Todd's gonna kill a guy. Let him kill the penguin or Two Face or whatever. Let him actually kill one. Because that would be really impactful and make it a better story overall. Yeah. And that's why you see stuff like that when they animate these movies or when they do versions. They will mm-hmm. just kill a character because it's like, well, we're not beholden to the comics right now. So, but yeah, Invincible so far has been a very good adaption too. So, like, when characters need to, to do what they need to do, when, you know, motivations, things like that, they've done it really well. And man, I can't remember his name, but Adam Eve's original boyfriend or ex-boyfriend now is such a dick. Uh, it's a total tool. The explosion, dude. I, I just want to keep calling him Derek because of his character in uh, um, Good Place. Yeah. So it's so good because, like, I, dude, I remember seeing that scene. This will be the one spoiler I'll give out, but when you find out he's cheating on Adam Eve <laughs> with Duplicate, and then two more of her clones come out, <laughs> and it's like, dude, wow. And he goes, They're not the original Kate. And they all three, we all are the original Kate. <laughs> so not even the girl that he's cheating with is like on his side in that moment. And I love that. It was so good. And it's. I, I love that show so much. I'm glad, though, that they're not... Because, like, one of my problems with a lot of, like, non... Like, the comics that don't have age ratings... Because mm-hmm. that's kind of the point with, with Preacher and the boys in Invincible, where they don't have an age rating, they can kind of go wherever they want. Right. They're thankfully not getting too sexual with these characters yet, because they're still teenagers for the most part. Yeah. Like, Mark Grayson and Adam Eve are still in high school. I think Duplicate is also... Because they're they're the teen team, right? At yeah. first... Just, just the Teen Titans. They are just the Teen Titans. <laughs> but um, I like, I like that they're not getting overly like. I mean, they'll have like, hey, they're teenagers. They're gonna <clears throat> figure things out. But like, they're not just going like the boys. Thankfully, everybody's an adult, mm-hmm. so they can just straight up have like hard sexual scenes. Yeah. And that, or some of them are like the one with Aqua, whatever his name is, Merman, mm-hmm. is uncomfortable because those gills. Yeah, that was. I, that was very cringe for me. But um, but like I like that we're like they don't show anything, but they're they're insinuating. They're not hiding from it. Like it's like, look, sex happens. People, their hormones, whatever. But they're I do like the dynamic where uh, Omni Man and his wife like kind of flirt with each other, and then Mark is just like, no, stop, <laughs> gross. It's uh, I wonder in the comics he's annoying, but and he's kind of annoying here. Uh, Mark's friend, Will or whatever, Michael, whatever his name, the gay guy. Yeah, he he's real annoying in the comics because he does that stupid shit. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's a moment in the comics which they they play it up for jokes. So, so I feel I feel comfortable spoiling this, but like he finds out Mark is uh, invincible, and the first thing he says, "Take me flying, or I'm telling everybody your secret." <laughs> and it's just like you total dick <laughs> like immediate he's he's like yo my best friend's invincible i'm never gonna get to do this again take me flying or i'm going right to the news and it's like you're such a tool 
Yeah. And like, I don't know. It's I'm really excited for the show because they're doing a great job. They really are. I'm super excited to see what they do next. I really wish now that I've seen what they can do with like comic book shows that Amazon would pick up Fables for maybe an animated series. Yeah. But like it's DC Vertigo and so far that's all been CW baby. No, I'm honestly would give it to HBO Max. They've been doing Doom Patrol really well. That would be good too. Granted Doom Patrol's Animal House but still. No, yeah. no, is it? Yes it is. I haven't seen it yet. Well, no, I'm saying the the comic publisher. It's DC, oh. but what are their imprints, I think? So, yeah, I'd say go ahead and let, like, do HBO Max, and this could be their answer to Invincible, where it's like, hey, Amazon's doing that. Do Fables. Yeah, and I mean, like, we've seen it with, like, Descendants and Once Upon a Time and all this stuff. People love, like, fairy tale fan fiction, basically. Yeah. Um, and and it really is what Descendants is. Yeah. But Fables is like the best version of that to me. So I think it would well, be a The hit. Wolf Among Us is part of that universe, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. So yeah, it's I a d- prequel a couple of years ahead of the comics. I would love to see uh, actual comic of that because I really liked The Wolf Among Us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really excited to see. That would be a good way to test the show. <clears throat> Start with The Wolf Among Us plot because that can be done in six episodes as the game is. So Well, they're doing a sequel. Finally. Yeah. When they announced that, I was like, oh my God, finally. My game is coming back, and then uh, Telltale shut down, and I was like, I'm going to kill myself. Who picked it up? Because it, it was picked up. Telltale is back. Okay, but it's so yeah. they, it's new management though, right? Yeah, and they um, they lost some of their licenses. I think the ones that they still have. They, they still have Batman. They don't have Walking Dead anymore. No, well that's finished. That's, finished, that's so Skybound. Um, they don't have Minecraft anymore, I don't think. Uh, Do they still have Borderlands or no? I think they have Borderlands, Stranger Things, Wolf Among Us, Batman, because they're working on season three too. I'm so excited for that. Yeah, I'm, like you, I haven't played any of the Batman ones, but you have talked them up so much that like another Batman Telltale game, I'm excited by osmosis. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited to watch you play those. Oh no, yeah, we're gonna do that at some point. Even if we, you know what, at this point, even if we don't do it for the channel, I'm just gonna ask a week off from work and just say, BJ, get over here. I'm playing Batman. I'd be down. And we're just gonna like just sit at home and play them. Hell yeah. <clears throat> but um, all right, I want to get a bit through the news. Invincible, I guess, was our first one because that shows out, but yeah. um, and it has something to do with our main topic today. Still but releasing. There's really two big news stories that I want to talk about today. Uh, one, E3 is happening this year digitally. So and that's, that's Nintendo cool. has announced that there will be a direct. They're doing something. Microsoft is doing something in Ubisoft. Those are the big three. PlayStation EA are doing their own thing as always. Um, but Square Enix is not showing up, which is annoying. And a couple others that are not showing up that like really baffles me. But I think that might just be Square Enix is going to do their Square Enix Presents yeah. thing. And it's, it's going to probably happen around the E3 time, because that's where everybody's eyes will be. Yeah. So just be like, all right, E3 happened, now throw yours out. It'll be like the EA Play thing, where it's like the day before E3. Yeah. But uh, and, I'm, and EA's still doing EA Play, Sony's going to do their, their thing. So uh, Did Bethesda say anything? Because I'd really rather them just roll that into Microsoft. I, I, I'm going to say that it depends on what they have. If yeah. they have a if they have their own press conference thingy, then they might have more to show. If they don't have much to show, then just be part of Xbox. Well, that's that's a big problem that I've had for the past three years. They've had Bethesda. nothing. They've had nothing, and they well, still do an hour. The thing is, shoot. they they started with Fallout Four. Yeah. Their first that's presentation true. was we're doing a new Fallout, and the big like, granted how that game turned out notwithstanding, 
they showed a lot. They did. And they were like, look at Fallout 4. Oh, yeah, by the way, it's coming out this year in November. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what? Yeah. Like, that was the biggest bombshell drop of Which was about five or six months after that. Yeah. So that was a huge hype train for that game. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things where, like, I, I would love Bethesda to do their own if they have enough to, to warrant a show. If they don't, just be a part of Microsoft's. Yeah. But now Microsoft has an excuse to maybe be longer. Is they can do here's Microsoft's hey here's the Bethesda, Bethesda section now back to more Microsoft stuff. I think this is a little early to tell, but I think Microsoft is lining up to win E3 this year. I mean, hopefully we see Perfect Dark. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping Fable. I doubt it. Uh, Halo. They got the Cuphead S- DLC that hasn't shown off in a while. People think Starfield's coming out this year. Some people are saying some people are saying that it's probably coming out this year, but don't be surprised if it doesn't. And Microsoft always shells out the money to do the Bandai stuff too. Well, yeah, I mean we got I mean Scarlet Nexus comes out soonish, like May, I think. I'm hyped for that. I'm really hyped for that one. I love the marketing stuff they did for Code Vein. So I'm I'm excited because Scarlet Nexus looks right up my alley. And uh, but yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what they do because I'm again I'm still hoping we get banjo something. Mm-hmm. Like just um, that's just my my like. That would be the showstopper. Yeah, like they like a banjo one and two like like a remaster like Crash would be so good. Even if they did like the banjo trilogy, or with you know nuts what? and bolts, screw or just it, get nuts and bolts. Just just do banjo banjo tui, uh, that stupid GBA game, and nuts and bolts. Put that in a package. That would sell like hotcakes. And people will play only two games. People but... only play two games. Like the three people who actually like nuts and bolts will play nuts and bolts. Yeah. But yeah, I remember seeing commercials for nuts and bolts, like, and how how like much marketing that was getting mm-hmm. as a kid. And I'm like, huh, okay. And that was it. But yeah, uh, I'm I'm excited. Do you think Nintendo's gonna do anything big for this E3? Or I think, or is it gonna be more of kind of the same where they're they're pretty much holding out for Breath of the Wild? All, all their big stuff is still in development. I think what they'll do, um, I mean, I don't have very high hopes because it's a Nintendo in 2021, but I really am hoping for a new Smash character, which they usually do for big events like this. Um, Dante, please. Yeah, they, it would have to be someone big for E3. Um, hopefully that. I would love to see some kind of development update on Prime 4. Um, or, or just say, here's the Prime Trilogy. Like, we've all been saying that since the beginning, but, like... It's It's been ready. Like, insider sources are saying, like, this game, this trilogy has been ported since, like, 2017, and they're just holding on to it, which apparently is a huge thing with Nintendo. They're holding on, probably, for when Prime 4 is ready. Yeah. And they can start talking about Prime 4, mm-hmm. and then just go, here's the trilogy before that. I imagine they'll probably put the trilogy out beginning of the year and then have Prime 4 be their big, like, November game. Um... I think it's not unreasonable to want a Breath of the Wild 2 trailer, at least. Maybe a loose date. I doubt, because they, they made a point to say we have nothing to show at that most recent Direct. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I just know. give me a little bit of story, just some scraps. Yeah, like, I'll, I'll take, like, a call. I mean, and maybe this is the thing, is remember, they, they showed off Breath of the Wild way too early. Yeah. And so maybe they're probably being very careful that, like, look, we're, when it's ready, it's ready. And it probably doesn't help with Cyberpunk being, like, the big catalyst for everyone now. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like everybody's now, we can't put out a game like that. 
Yeah. So we have to be like, at the very least, have it work on release. So now I bet you a lot of studios are like, we're not going to save release dates anymore. Yeah. Or at least they might give release windows, but like those can easily change. You're not, you're not like, you're not set on possibly this year. Mm-hmm. If they say April this year, you're now set on April. Yeah. So it's one, it's different there. Um, <clears throat> another big thing with Nintendo for E3 is like, they do these really weird presentations for weirdly specific games. Like, uh, I think the year that Smash was coming out, like, the last three quarters of that Direct was nothing but Smash, just going through every tiny little detail. And then in 2017, they did the same thing for Xenoblade for, like, 10 or 15 minutes. And Xenoblade's not a fun game to watch somebody play. Well, like, Xenoblade's also very niche, because it's, like, super anime-heavy. Yeah. And so you have many people sitting there going, I don't care about this. Like, where's Mario? Where's Zelda? Like... Exactly. Xenoblade is turning into a tentpole franchise, but it's not. You know what I mean? If they wanted it to be effective, they should have done, like, a big story trailer and not, like, here we are walking through the big plane. Oh, look, it's a big armadillo. Let's auto-attack it for three minutes. I, yeah. I, yeah, I don't have have high hopes for E3 at all this year just because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, a lot of people are getting vaccines now, and even, even those who aren't are still able to go back. Like, the people are going back to work, but it's still, like, all of 2020 was, like, a oh, just terrible year to work on in the industry. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I mean, already all of WB's games are pushed back indefinitely to the next year. Yeah. So Hogwarts Legacy and Arkham, or Gotham Knights, aren't coming out till 2022. So. Peter Jackson's Arkham Knights. <laughs> I love that. I that is one thing I do remember of our of the Godzilla one, is that I mentioned that Peter Jackson made King Kong, <laughs> yeah. and then the joke came full circle finally. <laughs> um, Art complete. But uh, yeah, so want to run through some of this news a bit more. Uh, Battle in Wonderland sucks. It just doesn't work. It's not good. I don't like it. The de- I, I haven't even played the base game. I just played the demo, and then I looked at all the trailers and reviews, and I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not getting this. You know what's messed up? What? The demo runs better than the full release game. Apparently, I had the same with Outriders on that one, but then again, I, I don't know. I, I at least... This is a single-player offline experience. Yeah, that's different. Whereas Outriders, I at least trust the team to fix it. Yeah. I don't trust the Balan Wonder... And Balan Wonder World, I'm sorry. That's the stupidest shit. I hate time. that name. That game, yeah, that game's out. Cool, whatever. Um... It shit the bed. Like it's it's not. There's really nothing else to talk about except like okay, well, it seemed like it would have been like a spiritual successor to Billy Hatcher, but then it's not. Yeah, it. Like I I think I said this before, but it tries to be Billy Hatcher and Knights, and it half asses and falls off the bike on both those ends. So not really much to say. Just really disappointing, and the uh, the sales numbers for it are abysmal. So. That because it's been doing so bad, that game's gonna have the the biggest defenders though. Oh yeah, it's gonna be like the underrated classic or whatever. Mm-hmm. Did you hear that? I did. It sounded like a mouse screaming. Oh well, we'll move on. Um, that's about all I have to say about Battle of Wonderland. Uh, MLB The Show 21 is coming to Xbox Game Pass day one. So rip anyone who was buying that on PlayStation because you have to pay seventy bucks for that. Yeah, after and you pay twelve hundred bucks for your PS Five. <laughs> yeah, and, and then it's like, hey, if you have an Xbox One, like I can play MLB The Show Twenty One, mm-hmm. and I I already pay for Game Pass. 
now they're just adding that on to what I already pay for. Yep. So I'm pretty much getting it for what it feels like for free. Yeah. So, yeah, that's cool. It's, and that's, it's, it's really showing Microsoft is really going to be aggressive this generation. And that's the perfect game for Game Pass, too. Oh, yeah. I Like, with these big RPG-esque sports games, they become irrelevant when the next version comes out. So having it on Game Pass, I think, is going to be the most successful version and most Game Pass games last like six months. Mm-hmm. So by the time the six months is up, your player base is probably already dead anyway. Right. And so then the next one come out, and you can do the same again if you want to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm 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 gonna download and play it just to support it because I want I did that with same with Outriders. I'm doing it with uh, MLB. I want to support the day one Game Pass games. Yeah. That just it feels like it. that's what I need to do. Mm-hmm. I'll happily do it. And that's. That's a great thing about Game Pass is like with those first day releases, all the people that are really hardcore and still want to buy it still have that option. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, it's just a good situation all around. Alright. Um, was there any other news that you kind of had or? Not really. The The biggest things I've been focusing on are just my sadness about Belong and uh, Invincible within the last two so. Yeah, there hasn't really been much in the since we last recorded, which is fine. But um, yeah, I mean, hey, gaming is. We'll probably get huge into that. I'm hoping by the time E3 stuff happens, like whatever that week is, I want us to try to ask that week off, figure out how to either record or live stream, and just watch the, the stuff. Yeah, that'd be it's like watch the E3 highlights, watch the presentations or whatever. And once we know what that week entails, right, and then just do it. And and go from there because I feel like that'd be good content for us. Yeah, uh, sure. the the podcast will be on YouTube soon. I'm working on that. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, I think it's about it for news and for gaming the gaming side of things at least. So on to the topic of today, which is if we were in charge of the DC universe, how would we do it? And since it was my idea for the topic, BJ, I want you to go first. Okay. Uh, I want to see what, what you do. Are we going to have like a little back and forth here? We can, but I want to. I kind of want to see. You, you You said you're going in phases. I have a different set for mine. Okay, so here's my like loose idea for phase one. Um, you don't start with Batman. You don't start with Superman. You start with Cyborg. Um, like watching the Snyder Cut really made me realize how underutilized he is in a lot of media. Um... And I feel like he's also the best bridge to other heroes that you can get. Um, so I think a good cyborg story can still be super grounded and get people that aren't super into superhero movies into that. Um, but I'm not totally sure who I would cast for him. Who do you think would work? I don't know. I mean, it's definitely not going to be Ray Fisher now because he got fired. Seriously? Well, did you see what happened? Is he? Uh, so there was a whole thing where... He like he had allegations against Joss Whedon and, and like some of the executives for being like really racist. Damn. And he said, and then like the allegations came out to be false or disputed or whatever. And then he says like I'm not I'm not working here unless this is taken care of. And they said okay bye, and just fired him. And so yeah, Ray Fisher's not cyborg anymore. Um, but uh, I don't know who I, I don't know who I'd actually get to be cyborg because like. That was one of my biggest problems with Ray Fisher. Is Ray Fisher was too old for me to believe that he is a high school football 
you know, yeah. dude. Um, but, uh, fuck it. Donald Glover. <laughs> I could see it. Um, anybody from Atlanta. Honestly, yeah, like, actually, a lot of the Atlanta cast, they have that vibe of Cyborg. The, the more kind of fun loving, but also serious. If they really wanted to, like, spend money on it, I honestly think Drake would be a good cyborg. <laughs> Like, Drake has a good sense of humor, and a lot of his music videos, like, there's post-credit scenes where it's just, like, Atlanta-style comedy. Um, so I think that would be good. But, uh, from there, I think we go Flash. Um, Flash has Which been... Flash, though? Do we go Barry Allen or Straight Wally West? I'm going Barry Allen. Okay. That's my favorite. And I feel like he has the most room to grow and he fits into my timeline later. Cool. Um, so Barry Allen, you start off with just any flash story, really. Um, probably not something super heavy on like speed force. Flashpoint. <laughs> yeah, immediate start. We, we do cyborg and then immediately flashpoint. Um, <laughs> But uh, I think something like a just a basic origin would work for him. Um, would you have like the main villain be like the Reverse Flash, or would you save that? I would, because mm. if it was me, I'd actually hold that off and do like Captain Cold and Heat Wave first. I, like, I do, would like, probably tease Reverse Flash, maybe in an end credit scene. Um, but I think you start off with Cold or Heat or whatever the guy's names are. Just one of his B villains. Um, just really get to know that character. Captain, do Captain Boomerang. Oh, Captain Boomerang would be great. Yeah. Um, having him fight him while figuring out his powers, I think, would be a good, like, starting point. Uh, so you got Cyborg, you got Flash. Past that, I think we go with Batman. Um, I. I'm very split on which Batman storyline to use here, though. Are you, are you going to origin story it or no? No. Fuck the origin story. We all know it. Like, but the problem with that is, like, how far do you go past that? Like, are we going, you know, it's not year one, but he's established. I think you make the Penguin the villain in this one. Um, and then maybe at the end of the movie, you know, you bring in Dick Grayson. Um, so, Cyborg, Flash, Batman, possibly versus the Penguin, or the Riddler. I think the Riddler would work a little better. Considering what they're doing with a new Batman movie mm-hmm. and how it's the Riddler, yeah. Yeah. I do, and I'll get to that when I get to mine, but how, how are yours? Like, are, are you actually giving these characters what they should be? Like, Cyborg is, is kind of the mix of serious but funny. Yeah. Flash is more lighthearted. So, and Batman is darker. That's that's why I want Flash and then immediately Batman, because their origin stories are very similar to me. Yeah. Um, and I think it would be good to have, like, a character dynamic where it's like, okay, you can turn out, like, you know, you're still trying to do good and, you know, you're still a lighthearted person you still see the good in people and then the next movie that you see is just the guy that is like I'm not gonna kill you but you're gonna wish you were dead because I miss my mommy and daddy 
I'm not gonna kill you, but you're eating through a tube for the next three months. <laughs> I'm not gonna kill you, but I'm gonna kill your brain function. <laughs> for real. Um, That's my favorite part of the Arkham games. <laughs> is that guy's dead, but you see he goes, no, no, he's just unconscious. Yeah, you tase him with a car while you're hitting him with the car. <laughs> you shoot missiles that explode on impact. <laughs> and it's like, no, he's unconscious. I, I feel like that's just Bruce's own things where they're dead. He's just rationalizing but, but, it. But for his but for his mental anguish, his back computer goes, no, they're just sleeping. He just programmed it to, to not say the word death anywhere in the AI. <laughs> that way he can go, Alfred, my computer says no, and I'm, that's never wrong. <laughs> um, Alfred, though. We need to talk about Alfred. Alfred is would one you of my okay? Favorite. Would you do a like? Because I actually kind of like uh, the BVS and Justice League Alfred, where he's not he's not an old decrepit butler, mm-hmm. but like fits that kind of like CIA a silver fox. Well, yeah, like the well, like because Alfred in the comics used to be a uh, like an uh, MI six agent. Mm-hmm. So like that way you could get that level of. Um, that stuff there without him being like, you know, like the one from Dark Knight. I forget his. I forget the actor's name. Uh, what's his name? Michael Caine. Yeah. Yeah. Like Michael Caine's a great Alfred, but he's the old Alfred. Yeah. You definitely don't look at Michael Caine and go, "Yo, yeah, MI6." So, are you good? Do we need to stop? Or? No, it's it's Joey. I uh, I forgot to tell him something. Sorry. Okay. No, you're good. I just want to make sure, like, I'm, I'm over here rambling about Alfred, and you're over here going, I need to leave. No, I'm yeah. I'm all good. Okay, cool. Uh, but yeah, so what would you do for your Alfred, though? Would you go for the more MI6 kind of one who could hold his own? Or, you know, the one in, in Deceased that shotguns uh, Superman? <laughs> I, want, I want an Alfred that portrays himself as weak and frail, and then pulls out a shotgun and blasts Bane in the chest or combos up Superman um, because that's why we like Alfred in the comics, right? He's an old man. Everybody underestimates him and then he does some gangster shit. So uh, I think we need to find that right balance of like slightly older but still quite fit. Um, I'm not sure who as an actor can really do that very well. Um, the one that comes to mind and just because of the like he's old as hell but he's still like the most fit motherfucker that's ever existed is Hugh Jackman but I don't think he would be good Alfred I mean if he lost a lot of weight maybe yeah Um, but yeah Cyborg Flash Batman Batman Um, past that I think we go with a prequel and just do Smallville Superman Okay. Um, so high school, the whole shebang, like him getting to be the Daily Planet? Yes. Okay. Um, I don't want him to put on the suit through that whole movie. Fair. Because, uh, like, I think the Smallville storyline for Superman is one of the best. Um, and we don't really get to see a lot of what makes him so human a lot anymore. Um, and I think that's a really important part of his character. But as far as casting for Superman goes, I I would love it to still be Henry Cavill, just because I love him and he's an actual god. Um, I think he can definitely play adult Superman, but if you're gonna do Smallville, you probably I don't know if you can. Unless yeah. you get like that de aging stuff. 
Well, I mean, if we do Smallville, I want it to be like he's an adult already, maybe. Like, he's, he's getting into, like, his mindset of I need to be a hero. Um, so that way, when we get to the point where they need to all meet up, he's, like, he's ready for it, but he's not, like, super seasoned. Um, so that's where I'm at for the first four movies. Um, who are you thinking for Superman? Like, I, I still think Henry Cavill is like the quintessential one and Batman too. I guess I didn't discuss that. I, my thing with Superman is that I feel like Especially, so if you're going to start with a smaller, like, scale, like you say adult, I say go full on stardom in high school. Mm-hmm. I, see, that's the thing is, I don't know, I don't know a lot of new age actors, but I, I, fe- I feel like, give him some black hair, dude who plays Archie in Riverdale, he's got the body for a Superman. Yeah? And I could see if you actually gave him, uh, like, the hairstyle and, like, the thing, I think he would work. Like, he could play the small-town Kansas boy who is, you know, you know, humble. Like, I think he could do it. Like, because Archie is a character, even in, in I Hate Riverdale with a Burning Passion, but I still watched it. It's like a hate, love-hate relationship, you know? Mm-hmm. Where I'm not getting anything out of it, but it's getting everything from me. Um, right. He has that. He, again, he's not Superman because it's a super drama, toxic show. Mm-hmm. But he has some of that, like, he's a good guy at heart. You know, and it's, it's. I would love to see that. I think. I think he could do it, but I don't know. It. We'll see. I would also, at some point in this universe, love to see a Superboy. Yeah. Uh, which one though? Actual son Jonathan Kent or the clone Connor? I'm a fan of Connor, but I want him to have the dynamic of being a son. Um, I'm being very influenced by Invincible. Um, but yeah I think there's a lot of good stories you can go there Uh, especially with the like his friendship with Damien Um, that's that's some good shit that brings me we'll get to mine I guess or get to mine in a bit but yeah I I have a thing for that uh, for Superboy and whatnot for in my universe but uh, alright so you're gonna do like a small bit era Superman Mm-hmm. So prequel wise, yes. But would the, would the would the movie end with him getting the suit? Yeah, I think end of the movie, big reveal. You know, he Pa Kent, him, he shows or he shows up in Metropolis. Yeah, like the final shot is him like lifting a car or like getting people out of a burning building. Yeah. Okay, I think that would be good. Um, past that, I I want it to be. See, I don't want to say Wonder Woman because, like, the original Wonder Woman, not the original, but the one before 84. Gal Gadot. Yeah, that one works for me. Um, I just, I'm not a huge Wonder Woman fan. The problem with Wonder Woman is that her most iconic moments are with the Justice League. Yeah. So like, yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. I don't know much. I know her origin because it's been done three times already, mm-hmm. and then I know like her like fighting Ares and Cersei and Cheetah, and I think it's Silverwing or Silver Siren, whatever that 
that villain's name is. I know a couple things, but yeah, I, I'm i kind of with you on that one. Okay, Wonder Woman's out. Oh, so just straight out, no Wonder Woman. <laughs> no Wonder Woman this time around. We're going Black Canary. <laughs> I'm down with that. Yeah, yeah. do it. Black Canary, um, Oliver Queen. post credit scene is Oliver Queen showing up. I think Oliver Queen shows up through the movie, and she has no idea that he's Green Arrow. So Green Arrow is a is a character. Is a, just man, you're you're getting dangerously close to some of the ones I have picked. <laughs> Cause like, oh man. Okay, so Black Canary movie. Black Canary featuring Green Arrow, kind of. Um, I love Black Canary. I did you ever get that Black Label Birds of Prey book? No. I have it. I'll let you read it. It's 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 the Birds of Prey from the movie. So no Batgirl, but it's. Black Canary, Harley Quinn, Huntress, and Renee. Oh, I like that. And uh, it's it's a uh, it's written. Who who did who who wrote it? Who wrote it? Who wrote it? <laughs> who did it? <laughs> the Chronicles of Riddick. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'll show you after this. But I I liked it. It was a very it's a it's a one shot, so it's not gonna get sequels. But it was pretty solid and a very good standalone. I'm I'm ex- I'm excited to get into that. Then I'm getting back into like a big actually reading comics kick mm. so uh that'll be a good place to go next it's actually a really good com- a solid comic i like it i'm very mad i didn't buy the variant that was there too yeah because like i actually like this comic i was like oh and i went back the next day and they were all gone i was like shit <laughs> so next up is a weird one shazam no oh martian manhunter okay I love Martian Man. Is it actually going to be his origin? Like the death of his people, moving to Earth, like all that stuff? Or I think it's going to be structured pretty similarly to Shazam um, in the way that it's like, oh, I'm a hero now. I think we start with his origin because that's something that we've never really seen on the big screen. Mm-hmm. Um, spend some of the movie on that, goes to Earth, has to adapt to human life, and I think... Martian Manhunter has become a fan favorite out of this one because you see the comedy of him trying to interact not really understanding people Um, I want Martian Manhunter to be the vision of this universe Um, so from there you've got Cyborg, Flash, Batman Soup, Black Canary Martian Manhunter Justice League Okay, it's very odd Justice League but I think it works yeah um, in this Justice League, I want them to fight some sort of like gothic horror, like maybe, maybe a Trigon. I feel like you gotta wait. Yeah, though, for like Raven, because I I do want Raven to be a part of this. She's a big part of my like thing, but I don't feel like introducing her in a uh, ensemble movie really does a lot of justice. Didn't do a lot of justice for Cyborg the first time around. Yeah. Um, so I don't know who the big villain would be in this. I could see them doing something like... Um, no, I would say Brainiac, but no, you got to wait for that one. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I don't know. I, I See, I have plans for mine, but even I don't know. Because my, my Justice League movies... Maybe it's, this it's, is where we do Zod. Have Zod come okay. down. Superman needs help. He gets the he gets the Justice gets League. Gets the Justice League together. They all fight together. Multiple super people. You know. Okay. Good destruction scenes, whatnot. Lots of character building. Um so that's my phase one. 
ends right. with Justice League. So, as I said before, I don't have phases. Uh-huh. Mine are just like, here's a story, go. So, first movie, Superman. But, like what you said, it's it's literally the exact idea. Smallville. Mm-hmm. We, we show the human side of Clark. We show Clark Kent before we show Superman. And yeah. you show that. And Pa doesn't get murdered by a tornado yeah. that definitely could have been stopped. He he lives. Like I want I want the living Pa Kent, like the old couple. Mm-hmm. And so you get all that, but it's yeah, he, he that's the way that I have it, is that the the movie ends with him like like it's 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 there's no big bad guy. There's none of like the normal shit out of the superhero movies. You know what? Instead you just get him kind of learning his powers and his his antagonist is is literally like kind of the same thing is he's getting the visions from Zor-El mm-hmm. his father of like you have to be this and his father telling him this and his his antagonist is just like he he fights like regular criminals like it's literally like just some stupid like criminals like he he's just he starts off just by being a good person mm-hmm. and he then becomes Superman at the end and it's him like rescuing people from like a burning building and just like and instead of like sh- being like a god in the sky and zooming away he comes down and is like are you okay like is everything okay like he's just being nice yeah that's the first movie um also just while we're on the subject of Superman this is a really small idea that I have for the first Superman movie like there's a dog in the movie crypto it has to be crypto yeah. Oh, yeah. like even if they don't talk to the dog or interact with the dog at all until like Clark comes home late one night pats the dog on the head and he's like hey there crypto like yeah that's I, what I want yeah I'll be with you on that one <laughs> um right. yeah so ne- next movie next movie Batman Batman but we do the first 10 minutes is his origin but dead parents whole thing we just get it out of the way but we show it because every every director wants their, to do their scene yeah we get it out of the way and then you gotta Im- fuck those pearls right and up and then immediately and I'm talking immediately Long Halloween. Mm. Everybody already knows Batman. We've had multiple origin stories. This one, we just here's his villains, and it's a Batman who has to learn. It's it's a bat. It's 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 not just a Batman story. It's a Batman and Jim Gordon story. Yeah, they're the central characters. We have an Alfred. It's he's you know whatever. But it's 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 Batman and Jim Gordon learning how to work together, and they and they go for the holiday killer. But it's mainly all you know. It's a long Halloween story, but with Jim Gordon being a main character. There you go. So who do you cast as Gordon? Uh, honestly, what they got in the the new Batman movie is perfect. Yeah, I he, agree. He looks literally exact like he literally just looks like the Black Gordon. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I, honestly, I just take him. Um, or give a uh, Richard Simmons a call. Yeah, give him give him give him his actual chance to do it. We're very high on Richard Simmons right now. Yeah. Omni-Man, Gordon, a psycho drum teacher. He gives us it all. Bring me pictures of Omni-Man. I, I love his Omni-Man, honestly. He's great at it. Yeah, and his it, voice is iconic. And that's, like, perfect. Like, when people said he was doing it, everybody went, perfect casting. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, Long Halloween. The post credit scene for this Batman movie is Batman does his crime stuff. He goes to Crime Alley, and he sees the Batmobile. And the wheels are missing. <laughs> And he's just like, what the fuck? And then you see this kid running by. He's got a red hoodie on. He's like looking around. He looks like a punk ass kid. He's wearing a red hoodie, almost <laughs> as if he was a red hooded man. Shut up. He's a child. 
I mean, that's how you do it, bro. Um, I like that. But yeah, it's it's Jason Todd. So the, the post credits, we're skipping Dick Grayson completely. In Played my by the kid from Umbrella Academy. <laughs> Honestly, not bad. I think um, he would work better as a Damien, but any, yeah, yeah. any Robin, I he think. He just looks like a Robin, though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so that, that'd be that. It's Long Halloween. ends with him getting a Robin. We're skipping Dick Grayson. Um, next is Wonder Woman. Just do an origin story. Wonder Woman, Gal Gadot, whatever. That perfect. Mm-hmm. The next movie, however, is a team-up movie. Immediately off the back. And this is where it's mainly going to be a Superman movie, kind of like he's the center, center character. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman Batman will show up because the main villain is Lex Luthor. Mm. So it's the Trinity having to fight Lex Luthor and whatever he's doing. And it becomes a bit too much for Superman because it's Lex figuring out and that's probably what we're... I, argue, I would argue Lex can be the villain of the first... I might switch my first Superman movie up where he's the main villain in the sense that he just doesn't like this alien. Yeah. But then the, the post credit scene is him getting, like, DNA or whatever. And so he figures out, like, oh, I can... Like, kryptonite, whatever. Point is, Lex becomes a threat in this movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I want to call it this, but I would literally just call it DC's Trinity Crisis. Because I think that's a cool name... For Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. I mean, they called him Trinity in the comics too, right? Yep. So, I so think that works. the Trinity Crisis. So yeah, basically that's the whole thing. It's Lex Luthor fighting against the Trinity, and that's it. It's gotta just have, a fun, cool movie. Um, we gotta we, have the scene with the lasso of truth. Yep. <laughs> we get lasso scenes. We get. We get a Rob. We get n- kind of a Robin cameo. Like we don't show Robin yet. Mm-hmm. But we kind of mentioned, oh, hey, Gotham's taken care of, kind of. Yeah. Like, I've got somebody there. And you're like, ooh. It's just Alfred with a shotgun, baby. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's that's the that's the big one is we get a crossover immediately. And then this is where you had an idea that I was taking. The next movie is Green Arrow and the Black Canary. Yes. And the thing is, it's, it's going to be told kind of like how Deadpool is, where it's flashback, current, flashback, current. Mm-hmm. They're already together, they're already married, and they're kicking butt as a dynamic husband and wife. And it shows them getting together, shows, but they're just like, all right, cool. And they're they're taking out, um, I want to say, just because I, I like it in the show, uh, the triad, mm-hmm. uh, or, or something like that. Or, even better, they take out the Bertolanti family, which they can lead into a Huntress cameo later. So, yeah. But it's 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 just vigilante fun because it's Black Canary, it's Oliver Queen and Dinah Laurel Lance. It's yeah. great, and you know lots you, of quips in this. Movie. Oh yes, this one would be the fun one. Mm-hmm. Like this would be your Flash, right? Where it's yeah. it's fun, and we we right and that's it. It's in there, no post credit scene. Like straight, it's just a fun movie. It doesn't have to build anything, and that's that. And you're gonna see a lot of that with my universe mm-hmm. because that to me is the cool bits, right? Yeah. Where, yes, you can have your lead-ups and everything else to connect, but sometimes you just want a good movie you can put on. Yeah. It doesn't have anything to do with the overall universe that just kind of is there. I'm going to have some of these. After this one, immediately we jump into Flash. We get another bit of lightheartedness, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's Barry Allen, you know, of course. Now, this one I would do as... Straight up, just Flash versus Captain Boomerang with the post scene of Reverse Flash. But it's origin story, really about the the especially husband father. Um, sure. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, and more just about uh about Hit burying his dad. 
So it's it's you have a lot of those scenes where Barry's at the police or at the prison talking to his dad, and you know it is Barry coming to terms with like. Even with my super speed, I can't help anybody. Like that's what it's about is him him learning all that stuff. You know, we don't we don't show Iris yet. We might, mm-hmm. but it's mainly about Barry and his dad, and then trying to make his dad proud by you know becoming a, a forensic guy at the police station. You know, basically becoming the Barry Allen we know. Mm-hmm. So that's that's at least my my vision for that movie. And then just because I want to piss some people off, next movie, which will then lead into. A Justice League movie. So the Justice League is the final one. Mm-hmm. The next one is Green Lantern, played by Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Doing it right this time. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Hal Jordan. Or Kyle Rayner. I'm not sure yet. Either one of those two. Either that, or I just say fuck them both, and we go full on Jon Stewart. Oh, either way, cool. either way, Green Lantern. The joking was for Ryan Reynolds to come back, mm-hmm. but honestly, realistically, Jon Stewart. I want Jon Stewart's Green Lantern. And then we do Justice League. And the Green Lantern one is the one that points to Justice League because he fights aliens and all that stuff. And and then you find an alien thing that comes into play. It leads into Darkseid. Later, like Justice League's post-credit scene is leading into Darkseid, but they fight uh, one of the new gods. Um, and and Or a, an agent of Darkseid, but there is heavy influence. Like it, Darkseid becomes the Thanos, where yeah. he is very clearly the bad guy. The one behind the strings. But yeah. That's where we in my I guess if you want to call it phase one, but I don't really have phases. It's just yeah. here you go. That would be my my first bit because I want the fun, the lighthearted, but also the serious. And the serious would take Wonder Woman, Batman, and and Green Lantern, and the lighthearted would be more Superman, Black Canary, and the Flash. So that's my phase one. With a I I want a lot of mine are going to be this where you have a half step. And then things like Black Canary and Green Arrow, where we just have two heroes be the main characters. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, that's that's mine. That's my phase one. Um, we've already been about an hour, so if you kind of just want to like popcorn it around, okay, or how do yeah. you want to do it? Um, <clears throat> in my phase two, I think that's where you start sprinkling in TV shows. Um, one that's about Raven before she meets the Titans. Just based on that that comic book you kind of got? Basically, probably. yeah. Um, but maybe have it to where she knew Beast Boy prior. Have her have her run into the Doom Patrol? Yeah. So, yeah, that'd be cool. Um, throw that in there. Uh, at some point, we get a um, Constantine. Ooh, yes. You and me are on the same page. <laughs> He's in my phase two. <laughs> Yeah, so you throw Constantine in there. You start really getting into the magic stuff. Um, I love Zatanna, so. So would you put her in this in the in in the in the movie or show or whatever? I I or, think I would put her with Raven somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that would be cool. So is your phase two pretty much gonna be Trigon? Like that's the end goal for phase two, I guess. Or? Yeah, I, I think so. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> I think for most of this phase. You hear people talk about the Justice League, but you never really, like, see them. So this next phase doesn't have the Justice League. It's now other characters kind of around the Justice League? Or? At least in the, <clears throat> the TV shows okay. that they have in this part. Because um, I do want to have sequels from yeah. the originals. Um, I think you can maybe do, like, another Batman here. 
um, another Superman, but this time solo Superman. He's the hero. You know, he's getting his shit together, working at the Daily Planet. You really focus on his relationship with Lois in this mm-hmm. one. Um, I'm of the same on that one. The Lois relationship becomes paramount in the sequel. Yeah. Um, in mine, he, in mine, he wouldn't become a Daily Planet guy until he meets Lois mm-hmm. as Superman and goes, okay. And just because you gotta, Lois does not figure out. Despite yeah. it being the most obvious thing, she still doesn't know. I think that would be hilarious. Yeah. I want it to be a huge thing where he literally just goes, <gasps> he looks at her, she's like, what? And he's like, hold on, flips his hair the <laughs> other way. <laughs> he goes, like, like, cause he wears his hair kind of down and he like mm-hmm. flips it back. She's like, you kind of look like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Like, full on, just like, yo! Yeah, that I, would be great. That Yeah, that's that's how it happens. Absolutely. Um, so, if we're focusing a little bit more on magic, you've got uh, Raven, Zatanna, Constantine, Constantine so far. Um, would, I you, think, would you throw in Dr. Fate? Or not yet? I don't know. <laughs> I think maybe... Depending on how the Constantine story goes, I would tie Dr. Fate into that. Um, but past that, I think this is where I'd introduce Wonder Woman. Okay. Um, since we're getting more into, like, mystical side of things. I, I actually can see that working well with having Cersei as a villain. Yeah. With, you know, introducing magic and going, all right, here you go, Wonder Woman with Cersei. Do what you with that what you will. Yeah, that would be good. Um... So that all happens. I, I'm really at a loss for what to do with Batman. Like, if you have Dick Grayson, I would just say try to do um, the other Jeff Loeb story, Dark Victory, I think, mm-hmm. which is Batman and Robin. Um, or you can, I mean, you could literally just do a Batman and Robin sequel where it is uh, Batman and Robin, mm-hmm. like teaming up fighting and because it's Dick Grayson you could hint at the Court of Owls see that's that's where I want Batman to end up okay so I want it to go it, I, I don't I'm not doing Court of Owls for mine mm-hmm. so I'll go ahead and give this give you this because Dick Grayson has a relation actually do something with that yeah don't let that kind of be like oh wait what was that about like do really something with that have it be a big thing and go from there but yeah uh, I, I would just say do Batman and Robin and have him be like the dynamic duo, like literally have, and it's a more lighthearted Batman story. Yeah, and I, I really want to focus on him becoming Robin and like figuring out Batman and all this stuff, um, because what I'm really working towards is Teen Titans, Teen Titans, obviously. And you're doing like a traditional Teen Titans, so not Damien, but Dick, right? And things like that. And would you actually do Teen Titans, or would you do kind of what the Titan Show did, where it's it, that's when he breaks off, I is think... then he becomes a Titan with. And would you do the actual crew, so Raven, Beast Boy, Starfire, Cyborg? Yeah. Okay. Um, but I think in my universe, Dick gets fed up with Batman, and then he goes and starts the Titans himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, you bring in uh, Jason. Okay. So, like, Batman's distraught. His son is gone because he drove him away. And then he's like... Give me a new son. Give me a new kid to look after. <laughs> and then he finds this dumpster boy stealing, stealing <laughs> hubcaps off the Batmobile, and he's like, "You will be my son." Um, just you know, broad strokes. Jason dies. 
Under the Red Hood, Hush, all that shit. I want that to happen in some capacity. Um, but eventually, what I want it to get to is in continuity, like with all this buildup, they do injustice. Okay. Like, even if it's just one movie, I want to see Superman go apeshit. I want to see him punch a hole through the Joker. I want it to go crazy, go stupid. And then I think, like, I really want to just build up to that Alfred scene. Yeah. And have that, yeah. have that be the end of Injustice. Um, and then past that, Flashpoint, reset everything. So have Okay, nice. Well, so my... There's a theme for my phase two. Mm-hmm. And we got a prequel of it with Black Canary and Green Arrow. This is for you. Literally, when possible, team-up movies. So the first movie back is not Superman. It is Batman and Robin. Mm-hmm. It's, that's what it's called. Fuck the old movie. We're doing Batman and Robin. And we, you know, there's hints of Batgirl because I'm going to do a Birds of Prey movie. The actual fucking Birds of Prey. Yeah. And here's the thing. So I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and just say this. My Batman universe is set up very specifically. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if I should wait or just go ahead and do it. But we have um this move so we so we we make Joker a primary villain in the Long Halloween. Right. He, we we make him a but he's not the main villain, but he's like he's an enamored with Batman. We start that there. This next movie ends with Jason's death we just go ahead and do it we introduce him we, we make you really care about this kid but we don't do it the normal way the death in the family works so that way new fans are not sitting there going oh I, he's gonna die that's secret I the think end, hold on hold on <laughs> let me finish we end this movie so I, there's either two ways I go about it is we have this movie be the Jason build up and the next movie he dies because the way that I have it is actually I like that better okay Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm going off on this one. So this movie is Batman and Robin. Mm-hmm. The next one is uh, Batman. I'm going to call it a problem with the family or something like somewhere we don't say death. Right. So you can sit there and go, will he die? Like I don't know. Family troubles or something yeah. like that. And um, it is. So th- it's a death in the family, but with Batgirl involved because Batman and Robin ends with the Batgirl scene. She becomes part of it. Cool. We do that. The next Batman movie is Killing Joke. Nice. And then Hush. And then Under the Red Hood. And then uh, the Under the Red Hood is interesting because that one will be the the last Batman movie for me, where Jason doesn't kill him, but pretty much takes over as the new Batman in a way where now and he becomes the Red Hood, like full on Red Hood, mm-hmm. um, and like Bruce is out of commission for however long I need him to be. There's not gonna be another Batman movie for a while. Uh, um, so after a killing joke, that leads to Gotham City Sirens. Or not Gotham Sirens. Whoa, shit. Uh, Birds of Prey. Um, so and that Black Canary leads in. We have Huntress from the previous. That's another thing. We get a... we it, And I'm just because I want it to be obnoxious, it's Black Canary, Green Arrow, and the Huntress. Or versus the Huntress. So it's it's that's the movie title. I want to keep Mary <clears throat> Elizabeth Winstead as Huntress. Yes. Oh, yeah. She's the best part. I do not like their Black Canary. I'm going to be real with you. Yeah. Or their Cassandra Kane. Fuck. But um that is another thing that I wanted to do. 
So I in, I would introduce Harley Quinn in some of these movies, mm-hmm. and I would full on do, again, in in the theme of these team up movies, we would have a Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy movie, where it is a romantic comedy, in the style of Deadpool, where it's like it's rated R, campy as shit, but you know it's got that heart to it. But it's yeah. Harley Quinn, so you know it's crazy. Mm-hmm. But we actually, you know, show it's it is like the the breakup, you know, Harley Quinn's moving on from the Joker, whatever. That's a movie I want to do and it, and have it be Harley Quinn. And you know what? I could say screw it, have have Catwoman play third wheel but have it be the Sirens. Actually do Gotham City Sirens because DC won't. Yeah. I might as well. I uh I like the idea of your long Halloween leading into like <clears throat> Red Hood. Um I don't want to tell you too much, but I think it would be a great idea to have the Batman Joker dynamic from season two of the games and then have that build and build and build and then the know, death, death of Jason. Things yeah. like that. Okay. Cause okay. I think that would roll perfectly into one another. Yeah. Cause I don't want to do this the same Joker again. So I, I could see, I know the games Joker is very different. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I'm, I'm down with that. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my Batman plan. Um, I just went ahead and got that out the way now. Yeah. Um, the rest of my stuff is like, okay, Superman, yeah, we get Supergirl. Oh, the yeah. The sequel, Supergirl shows up. Um, and then we have another team-up movie. So my version of the Titans is going to be different. Mm-hmm. It's Supergirl, Jason, uh, Speedy, or Roy Harper, Red Arrow, Crypto the Superdog. <laughs> <laughs> Bear with me. And Raven. Okay. Because I want Trigon to be a villain and be a, a big villain. Yeah. Um, but have that be a thing where it's not the same one. We'll get Beast Boy. We'll get whatever. Like, it will lead to that. Mm-hmm. That. But I want... The reason I want this is because I don't know why I thought this before. But, man, I would love to see what happened if Raven and Jason were in a room together and actually, like, got along and, like, maybe had a relationship. <laughs> because could you imagine, as an empath, what that would do to Red Hood? Yeah. It actually might help him. I just feel like it would be a lot of my chemical romance. Well, no, see, Jason, <laughs> yeah. Well, see, I, I have this thing with Jason where it's like he's not emo, but he's like, he's just, he's had a, I mean, his dad was Batman. Yeah. His brother was Dick Grayson, which you think would be a good idea, but no, Dick Grayson cheated on two girls at the same time with Starfire and Batgirl, so yeah. he's not completely sane. Uh, the only sane person raising him was Alfred. And Alfred shoots people in the chest. So I my my whole thing was the the goal is to do a a team to a Titans versus Red Hood movie mm-hmm. where it's all of Jason's old friends trying to stop him and him being like fuck all of you I'm doing this and him the whole point is he's going to kill a villain but all the Titans are now like no he can't like so do you think that villain would be Slade? Yep. Or Deathstroke, whatever we call him in this one, but yeah, Deathstroke. So in this in this version, it's Deathstroke. So it's, we still get that Robin obsession. Yeah. Um, this time though, it kind of builds that Red X thing that they did in the show. Mm-hmm. Instead, it's just he's already a villain, and so he's going after Deathstroke as Red Hood. And so now you have the two guys who will kill fighting each other with the Titans and stuck in the crosshairs. So that would be one of the movies I do. But that's kind of my thing is I don't want to do the standard phases. It would turn into like we have fun team up movies because that's what I'm, I like about some some things where screw like some of my favorite comic books to read were Superman and Batman mm-hmm. subtitle 
Like, and those were some of the coolest animated movies. Yeah. Public Enemies and Apocalypse were great. I love that they. I love that they brought Supergirl and did Apocalypse and went. Oh, yeah, Batman's there too. <laughs> like, we'll fight Darkseid and Batman will be there. But like, that's cool to me. Is it like, oh, we can actually get these characters and just do cool like like fuck it we don't have to have this big like oh my gosh like end of the world plot just, just fuck it but i i will have dark like dark side is the end game mm-hmm. style for me for me where they're going to do um it's going to be another another half step is going to be brainiac so before we get to dark side we're going to get a brainiac movie that's where supergirl comes in she mentions brainiac at the end of their movie everybody has their moments we have another wonder woman film we have a Flash film. Fuck it, Aquaman shows up. Like, we, we start building the universe. So when we do the next team-up, like, big team-up movie, it's versus Brainiac. So when Brainiac comes to Earth, it's the Justice League fighting him. But then that, that post-credit scene then leads to Darkseid, because Earth is already fucked. Right. So now he can come in easy. So the next Justice League after that would be Darkseid's invasion. Another, <clears throat> Just to tack on, um, I just had a great idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I said I wanted to end with Injustice. Yep. And then past that, you start the movie with Flash seeing the destruction around him, and then Flash pointing, and then by the end of the movie, he comes back and he's like, "Oh, I changed it, but it's all still kind of fucked up." But um, I want the twist there to be that it's not his actions that really change things. I want it to be Doctor Manhattan manipulating the. You know, so you'd straight up just do the rebirth shit. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Like you get baited into thinking Flash did it, and then Doctor Manhattan. You can go into Watchmen as a prequel after that. You know. So. All right. Cool. I like this. So yeah, that's. I mean, obviously, we we had so, a little bit of time to think of this, but at the same time, like not really. Yeah. But that's kind of a rough draft, and if we if me and BJ actually sat down. We could come up with like a full like ten year plan. If we if we sat down and actually got to it, we could come up with a full comics universe to send. Honestly, DC. yeah. But that's kind of the idea. We we thought this would be a fun one, um, and I I'd want to do it with a lot of stuff. Like I I, I mean I'm I'm really interested to to do this with with any universe because like we mentioned beforehand. Like so I I just bought all the X Men movies except for the worst one. And, uh, and then I, I, we were talking about rebooting the Marvel universe and I've said this too. I was thinking about it and I want your opinion on this. So this is kind of off topic and we have like 15 minutes left, but while it's one of the best X-Men movies, Days of Future Past fucked the rest of those movies. Yeah. That should have been the last one, like the, like the end, because now we have these new characters who, by the way, you killed off screen except for Havoc, I guess then you kill him first in the next one um you then have like I don't, it just it felt so like uh like because yeah. first class great love first class i love days of future past that should have been the end mm-hmm. to tie both universes together and then after days of future past you could then do whatever you want after that but man they really kind of shit the bed with like at least in placement because the movie's great i like days of future past i especially like the road cut because mm. man the fact that she was not in the theatrical cut's annoying yeah but that should not have been the sequel to first class yeah definitely not <clears throat> it it baffles me how they really fucked the x-men up so much when the mcu just kills it 
Yeah. Which and to and we we always say this about the MCU, but the MCU started with the with the plan of we don't know where this is going. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't do well, we're not doing it. Like they were not gonna do Avengers if they didn't do it, if these didn't, movies didn't sell. Right. But they sold. We started getting bitter, and then. Do you remember when you saw Captain America for the first time and it just says at the end Captain America will appear in the Avengers and you're like, what? Yeah. Like, I didn't know Avengers was a thing yet. And when I saw Captain America and I saw that, I went, the Avengers? And I I had known no Marvel up at that point. Mm -hmm. So I did Googles and I'm like, we're getting a team-up movie? And then the Avengers. And that is one of my favorite Marvel movies. It's so good. Yeah, for sure. So I... That's kind of the, the vibe I want to get with, with DC is, is having those moments. Because I love seeing these heroes talk to each other. Yeah. That's why I would do a Black Canary, Green Arrow movie first. I wouldn't have them be separated and then get together later. They're just in the same movie. Mm-hmm. Start them off there so we get the really fun... Like, that's my favorite part of Injustice 2. Is those two's, like, dynamic... Them it's, and Harley together is oh, a dynamite so, combination. It's so good. I love that. I like Injustice Harley. Me too. I actually really like... And did you, have you read Curse of the White Knight? Uh no, Harley and that's really good too. I really liked her in uh, DC East, the zombie one. Oh oh, deceased. Yeah, I was like, I don't know how to pronounce. I that was shit. like, DC, like in my head, DC East. What is this? Everybody's Asian now. The beast from the east. No, dece- yeah, deceased. Harley's cool. Yeah. Um, I like. I mean, I liked Red Hood in that deceased. Uh, Unkillables, where he's he's part of the villains who survive. Awesome. I need to get the next one. It's I think it's Dead Planet. Whenever that comes out on a uh, hardback, because I have the first two. Mm. I love that that's just a not in can- continuity thing that they just let Tom Taylor do. Yeah, it's like hey, you wrote Avengers, or no, you wrote uh, Dishonor, <laughs> Injustice. <laughs> Fuck that up twice. You did. Uh, you did. Dis- uh, I almost said Dishonored again. You did Injustice. Uh, so you know how to kill these he- heroes. Uh, do uh, do this. So. But yeah, um, you want to call it there? Yeah, might as well. So yeah, this has been uh, another episode of the SideQuest Podcast. Uh, if you like this kind of stuff we're doing where we, we kind of jump away from video games for maybe for a couple episodes, let us know. So, you know, if you want to hear us talk more superheroes, comics, you want to hear us talk about movies, anything, you know, that you think we'd be, in, you know, be interesting to talk about, I'd say that you let us know. Yeah, like movies and TV I'm always down to talk about that. Yeah, and I'm I'm always down to talk comic books. Like, they're like like super the superhero comic book genre is like right below video games for me, mm-hmm. where it's like video games are the number one, but I will go hard on like comic book stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, let us know um, what you want to see from us. Obviously, the Instagram, go follow it. Side side, side quest, quest underscore, underscore podcast. underscore what he said. Side <laughs> quest underscore podcast. Um. I will have the YouTube channel hopefully soon. It's, I don't know video editing. So I'm like, we're not even having to edit a video. It's just, I need a still picture and then that's it. And I'm like, I don't know how to do this. Just paste the same JPEG 48 million times. No, I'm going to, I'm going to figure it out. Uh, but once that's up, we'll actually have these out and we'll start putting them on YouTube. So you'll be able to find that. It should be, once I get it set up, when we'll, we'll definitely give you the thing, but it should be the side quest podcast on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, as always, take it DC Leasy. I did not like that one. <laughs> 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 <laughs>